0: What's up, family? This week, I'm excited to let you in on a very special edition series of Unleashed. And that special series is called BTS. This BTS takeover is bringing you behind the scenes and behind the success of some epic women in business hosted by myself and two of my favorite business babes, Natalie Ellis, CEO of Boss Babe, and Emily Gallagher, CEO of Conscious Boss. We created this series because we wanted to let you in on all the juicy conversations we were having behind the scenes with some extraordinary female entrepreneurs, giving you backstage access to the real, real behind what we see on social media. We talk all things from business secrets to sex and relationships to health hacking and more, and we cannot wait to let you in on all of it. So let's jump right in. Hey, Alexi here. On today's epic episode of BTS, we have one of my favorite humans and fellow Greek sister, Lisa Bilyeu. As a founding member at Quest Nutrition, she helped facilitate the company's rise to a billion-dollar company. Holy cow. She then used her love and experience of media as co-founder of Impact Theory, producing content that has been viewed over 100 million times. Wow. I love her because she holds nothing back, speaks from the heart with radical transparency, and just owns who she is in all of the ways. So on this episode, we dive into everything from navigating health and wellness with biohacking, the realities of building business and burnout that comes with it sometimes, and owning ourselves and choosing to express ourselves in a world that wants us to fit into a mold. So let's jump into this episode of BTS. Lisa's like the queen of biohacking. Wow.
1: You are. I mean, in my
0: world. We're starting strong here. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. High expectations. Yeah, I know, yeah. The pressure's on. I'm like there sweating here. are not the AC, people. Well, because here's the thing. Like, true, true story. I am now just new to this bio, biohacking space, and I'm really curious about it. Like, mm. it all makes sense to me. I'm like, yes, we can use science to better our lives and our health why not but i don't know a lot now i know you're deep in this as well mm-hmm. em and i are kind of on the fringes yeah. i think like we're like about that vitamin iv life yes, <laughs> but that's yeah. about as far yeah. as we go the,
2: the shots at at whole foods you know all yeah those things. we're pretty basic <laughs> we're
0: like the basic bitch yeah. of <laughs> bio-packing. Oh, bio-packing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I passionate
2: that. and curious but not the girl you go to
0: yeah no yeah. definitely not so, so tell sandwiched. us, like, what do we need to know?
1: Yeah, well, so I've been battling health issues now for almost four years. And I've mm-hmm. been gone mm-hmm. to every doctor you can possibly imagine. Of course, every doctor you go to, they're like, I've got the problem. I know yep. exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. And eventually I just got to the point where I'm like, I do believe that it happens. Like, this cure can really help one person. But we're such individuals. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. until we take ownership of that and say, okay, well, I've got the information. How do I make it... Um, useful for myself. Yep. And that's where I started to go, okay, I just have to take ownership cuz right now I'm relying on doctors oh, to tell yeah. me what to do.
0: Yeah, which is like that you alone. You have to be
1: your own owner problem. of your health <laughs> for sure. Especially
0: uh, I mean, unfortunately, here
1: none of you are from the
0: states, but right. I will speak to it. It is really terrible here. I think the way that we have been programmed is you trust your doctors with everything whatever they Mm -hmm. say is law Mm -hmm. and we're we're taught almost not to trust ourselves and our own you know body's wisdom right and that's
1: how many times have we heard that right oh eat this and you'll be fine you're eating it and you're like it just doesn't Right, but everyone's saying, right. "Hey, this yeah. is what's healthy." Right, you know, I mean, just take kale for instance. Everyone's like, "Okay, kale's really healthy," yeah. but some people can't digest it, and mm-hmm. I've realized I can't. Huh. If I don't cook kale mm-hmm. a lot in yeah. water, it gives me massive digestion yeah. issues. Yeah. And so, just taking things blindly, I've, I've just decided, okay, that doesn't serve me. Mm. Yeah. So I just started to biohack. So I got the aura ring. Yeah. So now which you're wearing I right now? Wearing right now.
0: And now you've got one of these yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. I
1: love my aura ring.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've so considered getting of, them. They're so like. 300 bucks
1: for so those of us who don't okay. know who, what they are let's explain what's yeah. <laughs> ring so it's a ring that you put on your finger and it can track your sleep patterns so it okay. tells you how much deep sleep you've gotten into mm-hmm. how much REM sleep you've gotten into so cool. then I started to research what is deep sleep what is REM sleep yep. um, when should it happen at what time of the night and am I basically consistent with how I should be getting my energy Great. because I was waking up every day after nine hours and mm. I was exhausted after hey nine yo. hours Yeah,
0: me too. <laughs> M's yeah. like story of my life yeah right <laughs> And
1: what I've realized is if I look at my sleep pattern, Mm. I'll wake up three or four times in the middle of the night and I won't realize. Really? I'll go into, I'll have maybe 20 minutes of only REM sleep. And so when you wow. start to look at how you um, how are you sleeping, and then saying, okay, well, is it because I'm drinking just before I go to bed? Right, mm. right, right. Is it because I've had a stressful day? Right. Is it because I've got a lot of work on? Is it because I exercise? Like trying to figure out how my daily activities are affecting my sleep pattern, and then I how I feel when I wake up. Mm. So, and that's just one thing that the Aura Ring does. It also tracks um, your um, resting heart rate. It Ah. tracks your heart rate variability, which I didn't understand what that was. Yeah, so so like, is that about stress or? So actually you want more um, variability in your heart rate, I just Mm. learned, because the thing is, is that if you're, let's say, chilling, and all of a sudden a lion jumps out of the woods and goes to attack you. Which happens almost on a daily basis. I was gonna say, (laughs) we all know how that happens, right? Story of my life. <laughs> yeah. So when that does, if you have basically a heart rate variability, it is able to go from zero to a hundred. It's able to have flexibility in its variability. Got it. So said, it's almost like okay.
0: a, a V12 engine versus like a V2 engine. Sure. Yeah. You're like I know nothing but about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Power
3: analogies are lost on me. All right, well. Sorry, that was a bad one. <laughs> and, and also the amazing thing about the O ring, like you're saying. biohacking is all about hacking your own biology and Mm. taking control of your Mm. own health and you read oh this supplement's amazing for helping you sleep and so is this and Mm. this but then if you do it and you actually have Worse sleep, then that's not the right thing for you. Yeah. So make it like make a note in your journal what you did, and then track your sleep, and then see how it was. And so, like, if you know you can do X, Y, Z to get deep sleep in a shorter amount of time, then that's your own version of biohacking. Mm. Yeah.
0: So it's almost mm. like being a scientist of your own life, and and we've got these little devices to give us awareness about mm. what's happening, and then from that awareness, you can then kind of supplement and do all the little tweaks.
1: Dude, that's the key, that's cool. awareness. Yeah. Like m- being aware of what is going on with your body from every which way. Mm. So with it's your heart rate. Um, for instance, I had a bit of sugar the other day and my temper- my body temperature went up by like three degrees. Wow, interesting. And I start sweating and so um, things like that. It's like, oh, okay, clearly my body... Well, I already know this, but my body isn't used to sugar. So it's trying to burn it off so it raises my body temperature. Well, if I really kind of think that through, the chances are I'm going to actually be more tired because my body's giving so much to Mm. burning off this energy. So I've actually noticed that when I have sugar the very next day, I am exhausted. And now I'm realizing why. Because my body overnight is trying to burn what is considered as poison for Mm. my body right now um, because I just can't digest sugar. Mm. Wow. understanding those things.
2: I want to just ask because this conversation I feel like is, you know, and we were talking about this the other day in the car just about how important health is and how basically it is really the center point to everything else because we can't achieve anything if we don't have that vitality. Mm -hmm. But what do we say to, and I'd be really curious about like, you know, the starting points for people, because it can be really overwhelming to monitor your health, monitor your levels, <laughs> yeah. be able to afford to go to specialists. All of this stuff is like, it's, it, it can be really, it costs a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy, and also expertise. A lot of people don't even know how their body reacts when they do certain things. And they're yeah. so busy doing things. They're like, yeah, that's great, but I don't have the time. I don't have the
0: money. Or even like, they don't know where to start looking. Yeah.
2: So like, right? what there's we? there's so many
0: like, quote unquote, trusted sources out there, but like, right. what's actually trustworthy because there's days. so
2: much misinformation when it comes to yeah. health and you know weight and energy and all of these things so i'd love to kind of speak to yeah what's a starting point and how do we kind of enter into that space
1: yeah i think it goes back to what you said Alexi, of becoming aware right so unless you start to become aware you're never going to know which direction to go into yeah. or what kind of battle you're fighting right so i would say from step, step one is i've never personally um done the elimination diet specifically. Right. Mm-hmm. I've kind yeah. of been forced to because after my health, like literally in an instant, I couldn't eat for almost a year. I mean, it was wow. really, wow. really bad. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a whole other story. Right. But like it got to the point where it happened so instantly that I, by default, was on the elimination diet. Right. But that was that's actually one thing I would suggest to people. Start removing things and seeing how you feel. Mm-hmm. So I did a food diary for about six months, and I'm saying – Every single day, every single meal, I wrote down what I ate, how I felt, Mm. what my bowel movement was, Mm -hmm. how I slept. Like, I got that specific. Now, for me, it was... I couldn't eat. So I was like, I was literally right. malnutritioned and it's slowly like life or dying. Death yeah, it really was. You. Yeah, But even then, like if I had to go back and I didn't have that, that's mm. exactly what I would do. I would do an wow. elimination diet. I would pay attention to everything. And I would just write, um, how do I feel? Forget about what you look like for yeah. now. Just yeah, yeah, how yeah. do you feel yeah. on a day-to-day basis and compare things? Yeah. I love that. And I now you've, you've been into biohacking for how long now?
3: um About two
1: years now.
0: And what what got you interested? Mm. Did you have like a, a scenario where it was like I have to, or was it like, oh, this is cool?
3: Yeah, I was also pushed into it. I had no choice because for me, it all started when I was like, I was sixteen. I didn't get my period like the rest of my friends. I'm sixteen. I'm like, I still haven't got my period. This is really weird. So huh. I I went to the doctor. I tell him I've got no period. He's like, okay, I'm just going to put you on the pill. It's going to regulate everything. This is perfect <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> right. you. So I went on the pill and I was on the pill for 10 years. So from just turning 16 to being 26. Um, But about a year before that, when I was 25, I mean, I'd had digestion issues for the longest time. And no matter what I did, they didn't go away. My skin was always flaring up. Like so many different things were happening. And I was going to different doctors and specialists yep. and asking, why is this happening? And I could list the amount of medications I was on. They were saying I had heartburn. Mm. They were saying I had IBS, reflux, wow. everything.
1: Jeez. And I
3: went to one specialist and I sat in the room and I was crying. I was saying, this isn't normal. Mm. Like I can't even have like a margarita without like this pain of heartburn. Like it's not normal. And he said, how long have you been on the contraceptive pill? I said, 10 years come off that right now. So I came off it and I've never had a period since I came off the pill. You still not had a period? I still haven't had one. Wow. So for me, when I came off the pill and I didn't get my period, I and, and, and kind of like a year before that I started getting into biohacking and I started I started by reading a book called The Bulletproof Diet okay yeah, it's very scientific and I really really loved it but even then I was still too nervous to even get off the pill and obviously it was a guy that wrote it so he didn't write about the pill right so but I came off it and I didn't get my period and instead of going to different doctors and things I just started checking in with my own body mm, and, and what you that. said at least the awareness and I would ask myself, how am I feeling? How am I feeling? How am I feeling? And um, it I, I kind of got my own diagnosis. It was a day before I did a big event in London. I was laying in bed the day before and I was in so much pain. And it really takes a lot for me to not want to get out of bed. Mm. And I, I called Danielle and Nick Pigeon, who I was doing the event with and I was sobbing and I said, I can't do it. I can't do the event. There's something wrong with mm. my body. Wow. And I mean, I knew I had to do it. So I lay there and I checked in. And I was like, I've got cysts on my ovaries. I just knew it. Um, I have got uh-huh. cysts on my ovaries and so the next week i flew home uh, back to the, U- the u.s and i went for an ultrasound it turned out i have like the worst strain of polycystic ovaries wow and so my goal now is to get my period back and yeah. i decided i'm doing it myself as yeah. opposed yeah. to going fr- like i went to the doctor and i got diagnosed with polycystic ovaries and the first thing she said to me was yeah did you want to have kids
1: Hmm. Oh wow! It's gonna
3: be difficult, Mm. and my heart in that moment Mm. sunk, and I was like, "I'm not accepting that." Yeah, and I left. I went home. I had a bit of a cry, and I was like, "Okay, mission fertility." Wow! And so I took it all in 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 my own hands, and I've had some progress. And I would say read books, Mm. and like do what works for you and test and like you were saying we said write everything down yeah um and like i have so many lists of things that i've tried how it worked for me and i'm building on and i'm getting more and more progress mm. and then i'll go to a doctor with a list of lab tests and say this is what i need checked and i know you're the same right yeah
0: <laughs> i love that i
3: know what markers i'm looking for yeah and yeah. i and, and and it's not the doctor's fault i want to put that out there like yeah. they, they, they they're told what's normal and of course if, right. if a, a level isn't a certain number it's not alarming to them so will say yeah. you're fine but right. actually it's like your thyroid right yeah but then you you do your research and you look at that number and mm. for me i'm like oh it's an indicator of this sure i
1: need to do this is yeah. yours similar literally i went to the doctor about six months ago they they told me i had polycystic ovary syndrome no way and the thing was okay but in. you've told us you don't want children correct and i was like yes i i yeah. have decided me and my husband yeah. that we're not gonna have kids because oh then you're fine and i was like what <laughs> like right. sh- wait sure sh- <laughs> just because i can't have children doesn't mean that not having a period is a good sign. Like yeah. I haven't had a period in over six years as well. Yeah. You haven't? No. So initially well, that um, my doctor that was checking my gut said, Oh, you eat a lot of soy. And I was like, well, no, I don't. Cause they, they checked my yeah. microbiome. They're like, Oh, well you have really, really high estrogen levels in your gut. Huh. Um, and then I said, well, I take contraception pill. So they're like, get off it immediately. Wow. I got off it went and still didn't get my period. They told me I have polycystic ovary syndrome and, um, and again they were like, Well, you're within range, so you're fine. Mm. As long as, you know, you get checkups and you get your um I guess I guess the uterus wall if you don't have periods starts to thicken. Yeah. yeah. And what happens if it starts to thicken, it actually now increases your chances of getting cancer. Wow. Which Interesting. I had no idea. Did you go but through the cancer schedule? So I so I haven't yet. Wow. But then um, recently I heard about the thyroids and mm-hmm. how that can really affect your period. So I took it upon myself. I literally two weeks ago went to the doctor and said, okay, I want my thyroids test. I want my T3s tested. I want my T3 reverse test. And they're like, no, no, you don't need them." I'm like, I'll mm-hmm. happily pay. But yes, I do need to. Wow. Yeah. I will get the results myself. So I got them. I then took them to a specialist that I trusted. And she said, wow, they said you're in range, but your range is so... that The range they give you is so wide yeah. that I'm on the very bottom range and they're not taking into factor that I'm a female, right. that I'm, you know, 39 years old. And they're like, so... Taking all these factors in, your range is terrible. Like, there's no way Gosh, your thyroid—you sh- should be this low. Mm-hmm. And then two days ago, in fact, I got the the one of my doctors had looked at my hormone levels, and she says that I've got the hormones of a postmenopausal woman. Wow! wow. And I just got told that today, uh, two days ago. Isn't that? Mm-hmm. And I-
0: if you had just taken that, like quick blanket diagnosis from the first doctor. Mm -hmm. You'd
1: be like, oh, I'm fine. Mm -hmm.
0: But truthfully, the body is always speaking to us and telling us with these small things. And I I think this would be an interesting conversation to get to is a lot of women primarily go into diet and health and nutrition initially for vanity, Mm -hmm. right? Initially like, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to look a little better. I want to tone up. But it's such a deeper conversation when we actually know what's going on internally. Like the one biohacking thing I did do was I got all my levels tested before we were going to start conceiving. Mm. And we had, you know, started talking about like, oh yeah, we want to start a family soon. So let's just get everything checked and just make sure we're good. Sure enough, it came back that I had literally my adrenal full burnout, they were stealing from my hormones. So all my hor- hormones were like completely flatlined. And this was, you know, months before we were talking about starting a family, which I wouldn't have been able to conceive. And had I not have done those tests, mm. I would have just thought there was something wrong with me, right. you know, but you can fix it. Like yeah. there are things you can do. And I just went on these like herbal supplements. And within three months we conceived Kingston. Mm. So it's like, I can't stress the importance of this, especially if you're in that phase of your life where you are thinking about having a family or even just like doubling down on your health and making sure you're going to age well Mm -hmm. and age with vitality and like exuberance. We can do stuff now and that will make all the difference. Yeah, It's huge.
1: I'm going to what you said, Natalie, as well. as like, we want to blame the doctors, but the truth is we have to take responsibility for yes. yeah. ourselves. 100%. Mm-hmm. We are all so different that the doctors can only know so much. Yeah. Plus, also, when you think about it, they've gone to college. They spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in there, and medicine is ever-evolving. So yes. how can they even keep up yeah. if we're not willing to do that for ourselves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm totally with you now. Like, I don't look at the doctors and blame them. Um, I do make sure that I get what I need, but I don't blame them and expect them to fix me. I expect myself to fix myself.
0: Yeah. Mm. And and no matter what it takes too, you know, Em, you're speaking to something that I really experienced. Like I didn't have health insurance when I did all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it cost me thousands of dollars to get all the testing and all the things. But it was so worth it. Like, I'll pay whatever to be able to have the experience of having my child. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like you got to weigh the cost. There's always a cost. And it's either you pay now up front or you pay later with your health.
2: Yeah. And I think it is really trusting yourself as well. Like, not having a period, like you say, it doesn't matter that you just can't conceive. That's a signal that things in there Mm -hmm. are, like, not really working. Like, I know for myself, I had a sporadic period. So, and I think it's actually so much more common than we think about. Like, a lot of women don't get a period. A lot of women have a sporadic period. Yeah. Like, when I used to over-exercise, overexercise, I was really restrictive with my food, and, like, my body was not functioning, and that was such a signal. And I only just got mine back about a year and a half ago when I was, like, really doing some deep work around, you know, restriction and over-exercise and all of this craziness just – overriding the body with like this you know faulty mentality that I know a lot of women have when we are trying to really achieve something physically yeah and when I got my period back I was like oh my gosh like (laughs) it was such an amazing I had such a different relationship to it because I was like oh my gosh like my body is like happy and healthy and functioning and it's like we so know and there is these little signs and it's the same with me and my energy for the last few years it's like I know intuitively like I could feel better I should be feeling better and like I'm continuing to go to all these doctors until someone will give me some answer because it's like I know just myself that I could feel better than this. And I think that we've kind of accepted as a society that it's like okay to like have to have a coffee in the morning and be tired at 3 o'clock and like not have energy to exercise or not have energy to X, Y, and Z. And I think that there's this kind of baseline acceptance of Of what normal not having vitality because I think there's this health and there's like – energy and then there's like vitality and it's like I want to feel vital I want to be energized and be like peak performing right
0: well that's it that's the thing too and I was telling you this the other day when I got all my levels tested my my uh, homeopathic doctor was like she was like you if I didn't know you I would literally think you were like lying in bed depressed every day. Wow. Looking at your chart. No way. I was like a three point down from the skull and bones, which would mean I would like have adrenal collapse and die. Oh my gosh. And she's like literally, but the fact that I know you shows me that like the other things you're doing in your life Mm. make a difference. Your mindset, who you surround yourself with, the fact that you're living your purpose, like all that is a part of it. Oh Yeah. I think for people who don't have thousands of dollars, like start with the things that you can change. Start Mm -hmm. with your environment. Start with what you consume, television, media, food, beverage. Start where you can and... Start to feel into those differences and then go, ah, oh, okay, if I can feel more like this with these little changes, mm-hmm. what could I do with some bigger changes Yeah. step by step, right? Yeah. yeah and
3: I want to touch on something you said, Em. You said, where do people even start with any of this? Mm-hmm. And one thing that I really want to hammer home is you'll you'll hear us talking about all kinds of things, whether it's an aura ring or a red light or you're <laughs> taking supplements or herbs. One mistake that I made was trying to do it all. Right. And actually, because I was like, I was on this journey of like, I'm going to get my period back. I'm going to do all the things. Mm. I don't care less what, like what it costs, how I do it. And I got so overwhelmed that all of a sudden this resistance came up in me where I didn't want to do anything. Mm.
0: Uh, And so I felt so overwhelming. It
3: felt too overwhelming. And so I took a month off doing anything, which wow. might not sound like it's the best thing for my health, but I was so overwhelmed. I took a month off. I wasn't going to my acupuncture. I wasn't going to my healing. I wasn't mm. taking my herbs or my vitamin, anything. And what I did then was I checked into my body and I was like, what do I feel mm. like I want to do? What can I uh, keep up? Because yeah. there's yeah. lots of things that work, right. but consistency with, with a mm-hmm. couple of things is the important thing. So now yeah. I strip my whole routine back and what I do is part of my routine now. Yeah. And it and it's and it feels good and it's easier. But there's another thing I also wanna wanna chat with you guys about. I'm a big believer in talking about the process while you're in it and not just like what yeah. you when know, it, like mm-hmm. I used to yeah. suffer this and, and now I'm this. So here's what I can teach. Yeah. I wanna talk about what I'm in it and and yeah. you said and I think you've probably all got some perspectives this whole idea of getting your period and it's yeah. something we think as women we should have yeah mm. yeah and it was a couple of weeks ago i thought i got my period i felt it i was like i think i got it i run to the bathroom it's not there mm. i'm collapsing in a flood of tears i'm oh. crying mm. steven comes in he's like what's wrong what's wrong i said i didn't get it i should have got it yeah. uh, and i heard mm. myself say that mm. and i was like wait wh- why why should i get it yeah. and then i started that whole and and I felt it. I'm not going to say in that moment my mindset kicked in and I was like right. personal growth. Yeah. In my heart, I know I felt like I should have got it. Mm. And so how do you deal with that? How do you deal with... And, and we get it a lot as women, right? We should be superwoman. We should be doing right. everything. Yeah, we right. should be a wife. We should be a mom. Like yeah. We should be everything. How do we... Get over
0: that. I should like reconcile mm. with what's actually here, mm-hmm.
1: and that should is probably what is holding you back yeah. from getting your period. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Amen. It's, it's the <laughs> yeah. expectation of That's it. So yeah.
0: true. I was going to say when you shared that, that triggered. Um, you know, I had a miscarriage now three months ago, and I felt that same thing. Like this. Sh- like mm. this shouldn't. Like I'm healthy. This shouldn't be happening. Yeah. And it was my resistance to what was actually showing up that mm. was causing the suffering. And and I think that suffering in, in and of itself created the grief for me because I was holding on to this idea. And you know, M, even today, like I just got my period today. And I was like, Woo! you know, two days ago, I was like, oh, I could be pregnant because yeah. we're still trying. And it's like, every month is like, oh, 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 no. You know, it's yeah. like, so, so I'm at that, in that phase of, Letting go every single month and practicing, Mm. releasing the expectation, even though my heart wants it. Like, obviously I want another babe. I'm obsessed with being a mom, (laughs) but I also get that timing is everything. And my body knows when it's time. And I feel like you Em. like right now. I don't feel like I'm in my optimal health. I feel like achy and crampy Mm. and all the things. And it's because I've got a lot on my plate right now. And I know there's not a lot of space for another child to come in. Mm. And I got to be honest about that. Like energetically, I'm not very spacious right now. Yeah. You know, so I think it's like the, the, the whole integrated View of what's happening because mm-hmm. it's not just this one myopic thing
1: that's happening yeah. in a silo. It's like all touching everything, mm-hmm. and I love that you're not bsing yourself. Yeah, it's like no, I know why I'm not getting pregnant. I yeah. r- I recognise that my lifestyle is holding mm-hmm. me back, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that's so important as well. Like it's okay, like don't beat yourself up over it, yeah. but just know of the reasons why that it is in your control. Yeah. And so if you were like, you know what, having a baby actually is the most important thing to me, then great, now you know it. Prioritize. You can prioritize yep. it and change your lifestyle to then live accordingly. Yeah, mm. totally. Um, but kind of going, I don't understand why I'm not getting pregnant. I'm yeah. really trying. It's, you know, I just think it does our- ourselves a disservice. Yeah. Mm. Um. But going back to your should and shouldn't, mm. I've learned that I can't quite, quieten that like Mm. it's just the voice that is always there so now Mm. I just go if I can't quieten it how do I use it so if I go to say oh my god you shouldn't I'm like ah there's that word again all right (laughs) so Lisa why are you using that word what is it about this Mm. situation that you think you shouldn't Um. and I use it as a way of analyzing what I'm doing Mm. to then bring myself to the like answer of okay this is why Mm. or like So it's that awareness. It's the awareness, yeah, yeah. For me, I feel
2: like it's a bigger conversation because it's kind of like the right, wrong, should, shouldn't, did work out, didn't work out. Like for me, it's like a, it's more like an overall philosophical thing. Like my mentality is that whatever's working out is what should work out. Like, and the caveat to that is like if I'm showing up fully and I'm doing everything I can, like I'm getting all the tests, I'm doing all the things, I'm doing everything that's within my power to do. And that is a fluctuating scale, right? Sometimes sure. we're holding more than others. Sometimes what we can do is less than other times. So my my mentality is always like, okay, did I show up fully for that? Okay. And then the result that I wanted still didn't happen, or I felt like I should have X, Y, and Z. Then I surrender to that. I'm like, I showed up fully. It's like, for example, for me, this is just maybe trivial, but like, I really want to stay in L.A. I want to live in L.A. And it's like, oh, I should be able to stay here. I should have made this work X, Y, and Z, right? But it's like, but I've done everything I can to figure that out right now. And yet yeah. the universe, life, whatever, circumstances are still meaning I have to leave. So it's like surrendering. It's like some things we can't, we can't control everything. And I think that alone takes us so much pressure yeah. of trying to make ourselves figure out, like, Think we have to create everything, control everything, make every result happen, um, and I think that really su- that really supports me with my shoulds because it's like, well, I did everything I can, and it's still. Is happening this way so then I surrender like I'm not gonna fight it you know
0: and I think that on the other side of this surrender is like mm. well maybe there's a gift in this for me like right. I know with the miscarriage I was a huge gift for Preston and I mm. a whole bunch of shit came up for us that we didn't even yeah. know was there mm. and the miscarriage mm. brought it to the surface mm. and it was like we just started unpacking it and how do we feel and then it brought up all this other stuff that we're like whoa I didn't know you were feeling that way about this and yeah. I didn't know you were feeling that way about this and it allowed us really the opportunity and the permission to talk about these really huge things for our partnership. And, you know, as a couple and as parents that we didn't even like think was a thing. Mm. And after that, like, I mean, it was on our flight home from Jamaica when I started miscarrying. And after that flight home, Preston and I were closer than we had ever been. Mm. And what a gift. Yeah, you know yeah. what a gift for our current child, mm-hmm. and for whatever future child decides to come in, even if it's just a fur baby, because I am committed to getting a yeah, dog. a baby <laughs> life, do it! I'm going to do mm-hmm. it. Yes. But that was the gift and knowing that on the other side of surrender like you might go back to New Zealand and meet your boo hey you <laughs> never know <laughs> you, you never
2: know I'm just saying that or something better yes. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's like can he be American though just because right? I'm trying to live here
1: <laughs> 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 that um, attitude though, is absolutely what um, has gotten me through as well yeah. like okay well we can either surrender to it or we can learn something th- mm-hmm. from it and um, I think it's Tony Robbins actually said how do you take the worst situation and make it the best thing could ever yeah. happen to you. And every time I'm in that like depth of despair, I'm sure all of us have been through it, where you just feel so broken. Mm-hmm. That's what I remind myself. I just say, Lisa, like this is g- how d- how do you flip this? How can mm-hmm. this be the most amazing thing? Because I think perspective is everything. Everything. Yeah, do is. you sit there and say why me? Or do you say, yep. oh my God, this can make me stronger than before? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's
2: not that people don't get, it's not that any of us sitting at this table don't have challenges and don't have adversities. It's like, it's just how we process them and what allows you to move through them faster so that it doesn't become this something, this thing that sort of stews. Because I think it's it's like indulging in the story and the, and the, the wallowing, like a lot, it becomes a bigger thing. It's just like, it's it, challenges and things like this are always going to happen. It's only yeah. ever going to be how we deal with them and process them and choose to see them that makes the difference I think for people that create success or create emotional resilience than those that don't like yeah. it's,
0: it's a choice. Totally. Totally. And, and Nat, back to where you're at with this, like on the other side, cause you said that was two weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you mm-hmm. feeling about everything now and your perspective? Like what's, what supported you in getting over that hump?
3: I think voicing how I was feeling was yeah. probably the best thing I did because normally when I'm feeling like that, I don't, I'm not the most emotional person. Mm. So internally I'm feeling it, but then I put a brave face on, I go outside. No, I didn't get it this, this month. It's not mm. coming. Yeah. And I put that face on and, and I think I've been doing a lot of work on really like a releasing emotion from my body, which is probably yeah. something we can talk about, but I'm yeah. doing mm-hmm. some kind of, some body work and some, um, different things that help release my emotions and I was feeling generally more emotional Mm. and I let it out I'd let it go Mm. and and I sat there and I cried and I just told him everything that was in my head without fear of judgment of Mm. like I should do this and I'm not good enough at this and there's all these Mm. things and he just sat and he listened and he was like I'm here I've got your back whatever it is like let's get through it and addressing that was probably the first part and then asking my community for help so reaching out for help and saying like I I don't know what to do I feel like I'm doing everything and I got recommended the most amazing book which I'm kind of halfway through now and already I'm feeling more positive about the outcome it was just this book just kind of mentioned every single way I was possibly feeling Mm -hmm. and normalized Mm -hmm. all of these thoughts that are in my head and it was just so it's so nice right when someone normalizes how I feel
0: right yeah what's the book for those who are interested Uh,
3: I don't know the exact title but I think it's a Eight Steps to Heal Your PCOS. Okay, ah. there you go. Okay, cool. and, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. It's so science-based, but it's written by a naturopath. And it's so specific to the mm. point, like all the herbs, the dosages. Um, she's h- helped me to be able to identify exactly the type of PCOS that I have, why I'm feeling a certain way. I mean, even today, I was telling you guys, I, um I didn't put much makeup on today and my skin has flared up so bad. It's worse than it was when I was a teenager. Mm. It's never been so bad. And this morning I was going to put concealer on and I stopped myself. And I even did the same thing. I had extensions in my hair and I just cut all my hair off because my hair is thinning so much. <laughs> get mm-hmm. it, girl. Yeah. And I'm sick of putting band-aids and trying yeah. to hide what's going on. Yes. Like, yes, my hair is thinning. Yes, my acne is flaring up. And guess what? That is mm-hmm. me.
2: Yeah, and yeah.
3: and even though it's not easy to turn up and, f- right. and I'm being conscious of my skin, even though that's not easy, that
0: feels empowering. Yeah. And that
3: feels like me getting rid of the should. Yeah. It feels like me being like... Oh, this yeah. is where I'm at right now. Yeah. That's huge. I, I just
0: really want to like celebrate that because yeah. in our world, especially here in LA, we, talk we about live in the epicenter of like covering shit up <laughs> and, and like false things, supplementing with false everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. I think for you, that's a huge win. And I think, you know, as you were speaking, I just felt the the shame that you had around those things. It's almost like you just let that go. Like I'm choosing not to be ashamed of these things anymore. I'm choosing Mm -hmm. to be an ownership of like, here's where I'm at right now. doesn't mean it can't change, Mm -hmm. but here's who I am. And like that ownership to me feels like what we're talking about of like, you know what? This is my current situation and it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing as much as I can to work through it, but I'm not going to pretend anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge. And I think as women we have this idea that we've got to have a brave face, we got to be superwoman, we got to do all the things and be all the things to all the people. But we got to do what's right for us first and I think we're unfortunately trained in society to, in society to put ourselves last and to think yeah. about how we can appease other people first in order to somehow make our lives better. But this is like the mm. most empowering choice. Yeah,
3: and I mean, I listen to tons of podcasts and and everyone speak and I'm always hearing you've got to put your ox- oxygen mask on first and I think mm. that's that's great. That's a great analogy, but how many times are you hearing that but you're still not living it? Totally. (laughs) You're like, I'm putting myself first. I'm going for a massage. I'm doing this. But then that voice internally is like, you didn't show up here. You didn't do that. Like it's yeah. still there. So whilst all of these things are nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, it's very
0: Instagrammable. Right. So <laughs>
3: Instagrammable. But mm. realistically, yeah. you still have that going on. And yeah. I think as women, we're very used to putting other people first. And you know what? Sometimes it feels nice. I'm not going to say it yeah, doesn't 100%. feel nice to come home and cook, uh, to, mm-hmm. to do those things. It feels good. And mm. do you know what? Sometimes that's what I need. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So what did you do emotionally? So when you're like, hey, I've got bad skin. I don't want to cover it up right now I want to own it it still can't be easy though right Mm. so how did you say something emotionally to yourself to like push yourself like okay I know this is right get over this initial emotion that's trying to push back
3: there's no magic to it Mm. I'm sitting here feeling very uncomfortable like the lighting is there like I'm very aware of it I'm uncomfortable but I always win when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Every, I mean, at every point of in my life, I've done things that have been hard and have been uncomfortable. And that's where the, the change came. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm doing things constantly that make it easier and hide it and, and all these things, then I'm not going to win. So this morning, I, and, and even I went to go to the bathroom. I was just with, I um, mean, mm-hmm. Lex, I went to go to the bathroom and I said, don't wait for me. I'll come out in a sec. So they walked out and I was about to cut, put some concealer on put it back in my back and I walked through it I was like Get you don't girl. need this you don't need this like <laughs> live with that what like what's so bad about feeling uncomfortable mm, what's yeah. so bad about being in the in the feeling of
2: being self-conscious also the thing is is that like I did not even notice like nobody either, even sees it all. like at all like and we don't even true. you know yeah. it's like such an internal experience yeah. and it's like for me but but it also doesn't mean that it's not scary for you it's not to diminish that because like i know for me like the food and body stuff that i went through like in the last few years was one of the scariest things that i like ever did which is crazy but like surrendering that control over like restriction and thinking i should look a certain way and i used to look this way and x y and z like there's so much pressure and like a lot of it is self-imposed but obviously we live in a society that's constantly telling us as you said lex as well and here in la it's amplified and all of of the ways (laughs) um you know and so there is that pressure and it can be really frightening to push back against that and to say I choose something different Mm -hmm. you know and and I choose that internal experience like you say of winning and of owning yourself and just like really creating again it's kind of like creating success on your terms it's like yeah I was miserable when I was like trying to fit into that mold and like you get you build that resilience and you build that comfort by doing the thing it's like anything right anything. like business relationships any of this stuff right it's like you've got to be in that yeah. in that ground of like this is really scary and uncomfortable but like that's the only way that it ever shifts.
0: Yeah, and I think both sides are addictive, right? I think it's addictive Mm -hmm. to hide and it becomes really addictive like, ooh, I could conceal this and that felt really good. So, ooh, maybe if I just tweak this thing and then it's like Mm -hmm. you know, the lashes become the the hair, become the Botox become, you know, it's just like all the things. It becomes addictive and again, no judgment, nothing wrong with any of this but we're just pointing it out that we've all been in these these conversations and Mm -hmm. even like we talked about the other day like getting our makeup done for right. for a shoot and it's like I'm so tempted sometimes to like right. do the lashes and get all the things because I'm like fuck yeah. it would just be so easy like <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have to like wake up and do all right. the things right yeah. <laughs> and, and but I, I also know like that that doesn't feel there's something about it that has had me hesitate for years when some of my best friends have all the things and I'm like I've even considered hair extensions because I'm like oh I want to see what my hair feels like long Mm -hmm. and it would be so easy for my hair to just always look awesome but I know my edge is like being really proud and feeling beautiful in my current state whatever Mm -hmm. that is right Mm -hmm. and even though I'm, I'm selling myself I'm like, yeah, but it would be easier and like it's more efficient and you'll get more done and it like, you know,
2: like all, all <laughs> for the like hour long for the of, business, right? right? Yeah. yeah, like Expensive. legit.
0: I'm, I'm yeah. legit. Like, oh, that would just be so. That would make my life so easy. Right. But the truth is, the edge for me is to like stand powerfully yeah. in in you know who I am and what I look like and and mm. even like I did a shoot the other day hair up in a messy bun, like very little makeup on. It's like, I want that to be my standard. Mm -hmm. I want the standard of like the most truest naked version of myself Mm -hmm. to be what I lead with. And it's uncomfortable and I don't like it sometimes because I'm comparing myself to the women in my life who are sometimes very done and look gorgeous all the time. And I'm like, oh fuck, Mm. you know, I don't. But
1: that's where I grow. If mm. it doesn't work for you, yeah. then it can be very detrimental. Yeah. I've actually learned to love both. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love getting my makeup done and yeah. my hair done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I just feel great. I feel badass. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so I lean into it. So it empowers me. And yeah, so I think that's, that's the key is what Always. you're doing with yourself, is it empowering you Always, or is it making yeah. you feel self conscious, yes. comparing yourself yeah. to someone yes. else? Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned to like let go of that and say, how do I feel? And sometimes yeah. I'll take an IG photo and I'll have. No makeup on, and I'll be in bed. Yep. And other times I'll do it when I'm completely yeah. done totally. up. And I love that. Being able to feel the set like the same human. I'm still oh. Lisa. yeah It's the intention behind the intention. Yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Like if you're doing it to like fix something that you don't feel is good enough, oh. then it's like then don't do it because yeah. then the work is why don't I feel like that's good enough? Yes. Yeah. But if you're like, yo, I'm awesome and I want to amplify <laughs> yes. this, girl, yeah. get it. Get yeah. It. There's nothing
2: wrong, and I want everyone to understand that's not what we're saying at all. Right. So thank you for presencing that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not a oh if you get your hair done and your makeup done you're like less than what it's so not that because yeah. I absolutely love doing it too I've had extensions yeah many many times in yeah, my life yeah. like I love a good eyelash extension I actually just absolutely hate going to the appointment it's so freaking annoying <laughs> yeah. and then you can't put your head under the water and I'm just like it's too much for me I can't I'm just too <laughs> like I can't yeah. deal with that but I love it and yeah so it's nothing right or wrong but it is just being that awareness of like am I Less expressed with this, is it like you said, Lisa? Is it empowering me? Is this feeling good? Where is this coming from? Yeah, you know, because intentions. Love getting getting all dressed up and looking sassy.
0: Yeah, I love looking sassy too. But it's the intention, right? Are you amplifying or are you trying to fix? Yeah, and I think that's even the intention with working out. I think a lot of women. Have workout addictions because they're trying Without to fix something that Without they think is wrong I with did. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah versus, yep. like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to take care of my body. Right. I mean, I'm trying yep. to amplify what's already here. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it yep. doesn't
3: work. Like, if the intention's wrong, if you truly ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And if the reason is to fix,
2: yeah.
3: then when you mm-hmm. do fix, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. I didn't feel any different when I had these big extensions in. I mean, yeah, yeah, it looked nice but I didn't feel internally like it was fixed. Yeah. Whereas if I did it from a place of power like you're saying when you get your makeup done you're like, I'm going to look so good tonight.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm going to keep this on for days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to rock this out. No, 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 the
2: eyelashes are hanging off. No, no, it's fine. Oh my gosh.
1: Sticking it back on. I
2: literally (laughs) had hair extensions one time and like I had, they were basically all fallen out and I had like this one long hair (laughs) (laughs) extension. embarrassing but like I was like so clutching to it because I was had this idea that like it was making me look skinnier or something and it was literally I'll show you a photo like it was so ugly yes. and it was like just like yes this is somehow making
0: me look like I was clutching That's you know amazing. and I
2: even had that feeling when I was like cutting my hair like it was scary to like cut my hair Same. and it's like it's I like had crazy. super long hair
0: and when I cut it it was like, oh my gosh,
1: this is like a part of my identity. Right. It's yeah. crazy. That's interesting how yeah. everything becomes a part of your identity. Mm-hmm. Working out is oh, part yeah. of your identity. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I work out seven days a week. Yeah. And then it's like, I if I go down the to six, girl. it's like, oh yeah. shit, now I've really like dropped the ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Because it's your identity that 100%. you're the girl that works out seven days yeah. a week. 100%. Yeah. And who
0: are you if you don't? Right. That was the biggest right. challenge
2: mm-hmm. for me was with the food stuff and the body stuff was like, I had this identity of being like the fit girl that looked a certain way and then it was like to release that was like whoa yeah so confronting yeah but it's like that's super unhealthy yeah as well to get I mean it's attachment too right Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's so interesting there's so many ways and places that we could go with this. like I'm curious what because we've talked about this quite a bit and quite extensively we live in one of the most overdone places in the world Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and when I say done I mean all the things like the Botox and all the things and it it's something that i will say like looking at jlo when i watch world of dance
1: <laughs> i'm like she looks um i can't believe she's like in her what 50s she's Someone almost 50 like, they are That's like 49 insane. or something she looks incredible. she fly yeah mm-hmm. she fly
0: mm-hmm. so Oh, she fly. <laughs> she was, she oh, no. was an accident ex- In her New Zealand accent yeah, as well, she fly. <laughs> she, she fly.
2: <laughs> I definitely cool. don't have an accent, you guys. Like, I just am totally one of me? you. Yes, yeah, you do.
0: But she looks amazing, right? And we, we, we have these, these images of these, like, beautiful, mm-hmm. like, goddess women, right, that are thrown in our face quite a bit. And I love me some J-Lo. She's, like, my spirit animal. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I see that, and I'm like, hmm, you know, I'm 35. Mm. How do I feel about aging like right now in my current skin I'm in I feel great I'm like yeah but am I gonna be saying the same thing when I'm 50 right you know or like will i be tempted and from Mm -hmm. what space and Mm -hmm. from you know and it's like peeling back and really getting aware again back to awareness aware of the conversations i'm having and i notice when i'm having them like Mm -hmm. i considered at one point getting um eyelash extensions and it was after spending time with three friends who all had eyelash Mm -hmm. extensions whose eyes all looked like these beautiful (laughs) baby eyes eyes, and i'm like wow you know like (laughs) But then I noticed, like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll consider getting them. But I noticed I considered it after spending time mm. with people who had it and then yep. feeling less than yep. in that space. So I didn't get it because I realized
1: that, but it's yeah. it's just an interesting thing to pull apart. It oh, yeah. Goes to I think your self worth. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I'm fifty, 50, 60, 70, like let me tell you, if I want to get a boob job because they're my boobs have sunk down to my toes, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. Like yeah. there's yeah. no. Sh- but again, as long as I don't tie my self worth to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long yeah. like even with Botox yeah. and things like that, like I every each to their own. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And so I may come to a point where I do want it because I'm like, yeah, you know what it will like help my little eyes in yeah. <laughs> but if I'm like I want to feel better about yeah. myself yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna get it that's so dangerous because I, I know myself as well I've got an addictive personality right you so I know, mm-hmm. I, know. I know myself very aware that if I get Right, where is it going to end? Yep. That's
0: the, and that's the thing. Going back to like, oh well, I tweak that right. and that feels really good, yeah. and like, oh well, maybe this. And you know, I had friends who started getting Botox when I lived in New York at like twenty five, right. yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm like, girl, you don't eat, you're twenty five, you don't that have would any be wrinkles. So common she's now. like, it's preventative, and I right. keep hearing it, it's preventative. You have to start now, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm fucked. Then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only do I not get it, but I go out in the sun with no sunblock on. Right. Like, come get me, son. I love you.
2: <laughs> it's your <laughs> Greek heritage. That's it. it's, it's in my blood. Is is. speaking
0: of my identity, tan is very yeah, part of there my you identity.
2: Go. Well, <laughs> speaking of tanning, like my roommate the other day, there's a pill that you can take or it's an injection or something. And it, like, you, all you need to do is get like five minutes in the sun and you go tan everywhere. And see, I, was, like, I am tempted for that. Right, <laughs> see, but that's why I'm like, it's such a rabbit hole. Because it's like, wow, okay, so I don't even, and this is, but it's like, it's like, yeah. where does it end? Where and like, it end? it's great. It's, it's definitely a journey. And I think it is, like you said, Lisa, just like, as long as you're not, Tying yourself with. Because the reality is, like, we're – it's – this is probably going to sound very pessimistic, and I don't mean it like this. But it's probably downhill from here in terms of like <laughs> we like you I'll know go, we're girl. all I'm like mid- at age. well true yeah. And I think <laughs> I feel like, like I'm yet to peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm holding out for of my with all feel, of our biohacking I, that we're right, going to do. True, true story, Yeah, I'm going to fucking I,
0: killing it at forty-five.
2: Exactly. Let's scratch that one because I think we're all we're all peaking at the moment. But like you have to come to terms with the fact that like you know I had to mourn the fact that I don't look like I looked when I was eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-five. Like you know, and it's like. Because we can't pin ourselves to that. Otherwise, to we're ideal. screwed. Because yeah, it's going to always be changing. That's also, huge. I
1: just heard a study where I guess um, women, as they get older, they always seek guys within three-year range, three huh. to four-year range. So as we get older, we right. typically look for guys either three years younger than us or three years guys
2: older than Guys, on the us. other hand. Guys, on the <laughs> other hand, <laughs> no are. matter what
1: they age they are, oh, true, yeah. they seek 21 to 25-year-olds. So <gasps> if I know that and I know, all right, I'm, i've been married for 16 years my husband's always going to innately find 25 year old <laughs> women attractive mm. i've i can't compete yeah. so right. why am i even wasting even an ounce of energy competing on yeah. the looks front because right. i can't it's just going to do myself a disservice yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but if i say you know what i'm going to build a relationship where i um i bring something to the table other than my looks yeah, yeah. and yeah. if that then isn't enough for him then that's on him. Moving right. on. Moving right. on. I mean, Seriously, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So if we just focus on, oh my God, I'm not young anymore. Um, my husband isn't going to find me attractive. Mm. Other guys aren't going to find me attractive. It's like, if you can just accept that's evolution and that's yeah. how right. we, we are as humans, Yeah. yeah. then I, for me, it was a, it allowed me to let go of it. See, mm. I love
0: that. But but this brings up a bigger issue that I'm mm. like kind of frustrated about is in society, we celebrate men as they get older. We're like, oh, he's dashing. He's like debonair. his salt and pepper hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, women after a certain age, if you don't look a particular way, you're kind of like, old news, right? right? Invisible I, generation. Yeah. And and it's interesting, like, speaking to the women in my family who are, you know, 60 plus and, and a lot of women I even coach and work with, they feel like they're kind of like these forgotten people. Yeah. Where, like, they don't have any value anymore, even if they're brilliant, even if they've built businesses, even if they're doing all the things and caring all the things and and I feel like we're in a shift of that, especially mm. like we look politically, there's a lot of women stepping in and their mm. voices are mattering more, which is great. And I also feel like we're still, I, well, I'll speak for myself. I'm still buying into it, even in the right. sense of like with JLo. Like I'm. Se- yeah, why well, is she O'Hara? Yeah, she's mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. She's amazing, right? Yeah. Super talented, brilliant yeah. woman. And I love how JLo looks. Right. Like, straight up, superficially. Yeah. I follow her on Instagram because she is golden as fuck. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, she glows. Yeah. Right? And I don't J-Gle. know why, but, like, there's something about that that mm-hmm. I'm attracted to. Yeah. So it's, like, it's this, like, yeah. you know, double-edged sword where I I really want to kind of Place a flag in in the sand mm-hmm. and say, hey, like we're here and we matter and our brilliance and our contribution and all these things that we do will continue to matter no matter what our age is. And that's also really awesome and attractive. Mm-hmm. And and I think as human beings, we almost can't get rid of that. Like yeah. what you're saying, you know, it's like men are innately attracted to these Younger women, probably because of the vitality,
1: right? That's the thing. Younger women are more likely to um, procreate, right? So it's right. like the biological. Biologically, biologically mm. the yeah. men's job is to spread their seed, yeah. And so the woman who's it's going, a good job, a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hard job, right? Um, we but, have a couple of men
2: in the studio that are getting a really interesting conversation <laughs> today.
1: You think about that, guys? <laughs> <laughs> but so it's so it's innate in them. So I actually don't. Um, I don't hate on that, if yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. because mm-hmm. it's like biologically that's what they're meant to do. And women, the younger you are, the easier it is for you to get pregnant after yeah. your period. Yeah. So w- as I get older, I recognize that I'm not going to be the, the ideal um biological Biological catch catch. right exactly but so I can let go of it almost understanding the biology behind it allows me to let Mm. go of the emotion behind it and And that's going back to
0: those shoulds like I should be my husband should be attracted to me still Mm. like this and not saying he won't be but it'll just be different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it'll be a different like oh man my wife is a badass
1: like she's a you know it's like connecting on a different level yes I want
2: to jump in here quickly on the attraction piece because this was a really big uh, thing that I had to go through with the you know reprogramming my beliefs around body and things like that and like you know social media detoxes and actually like training yourself because because certain attractions like there is obviously the biological th- thing and even like that okay we have deemed JLO to be attractive now because big booties are big and kim kardashian X, y, and Z, but like a while ago that wasn't socially acceptable totally. so mm-hmm. it's a fickle thing it's not set in stone we're yeah. actually being socialized into what we deem is attractive I and percent. that can also be retrained so yeah. i think that you know, and I know you did this one time, Lex, where you started to look at, like, really amazing, like, older women that were dope and, like, stylish and, like, yep. X, Y, and Z. I legit, so, I,
0: I want to get back into that. Yeah, but like,
2: you can t- train it. Like, and mm-hmm. actually, we're just used to being shown a specific version of what attractive is. And yeah. so we've started to associate, oh, this is really attractive. Oh, J-Lo, beautiful skin, big booty, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is what's really attractive. But we can also retrain that. It's 100%. just that we're living in a society that is, like, you know, in Africa, they have send people to fat
0: camps because yeah. that's what they
2: think think that 's what socially is deemed as because you have money and you 're attractive and stretch marks are sexy yeah that's a socially 100%. a social construct
0: if you come in and like you know Preston and I are both thin, and i 've been doing work in Tanzania for over a decade mm. every time I go back, my baby, my grandmother is like, "Are you sick yeah <laughs> <laughs> are you, you are so thin, my daughter yeah, you are so thin, mm-hmm. and like being thin in Tanzania is. A sign you're ill.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's a sign that
0: you have disease of some sort. Whereas here, it's like, oh, celebrated, right? right? So it is. It's such a social thing. And that thing I did has supported me so much, especially when I moved to LA. Because New York, I feel like there's a different standard of beauty in New York. It's more about like the natural beauty and like, you know. Understated. Understated. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, whereas mm-hmm. LA, it's like very stated. Yeah, You know, <laughs> we call it that S-O life, standing yeah. out. standing out. <laughs> standing out. <laughs> um, and when I moved here, I noticed the influence I noticed it like starting to creep into my subconscious like "Hmm, do I need to shift do I need to like play this game which is natural that that would happen yeah yeah and I just I'm aware environment is everything I'm aware of it right so the awareness was what really kept me in and I noticed even on my Instagram I love fashion and I was following a bunch of like essentially 19-year-olds and 17-year-olds right. who have great style but are 19. Right. You know, and I'm like,
3: this is my That's environment. That's not going
0: to look like that on me. Right. Yeah. And so I, I went out of my way to find these amazing yeah older women like 60 70 80 90 years old Whoa. that are killing it in different ways like there's this that. one 90 year old woman Just who the has a woman yes yeah she's got the dopest style yeah. i've ever she like legit what? wears like spandex rainbow stuff BSS. she's got this crazy gla- and like she roller skates i'm like mm-hmm. y- i want to be like you and all yeah over. right <laughs> you know amazing but i to be like you now <laughs> everything yeah exactly <laughs> can i be like you now right now I'll take that's it. why we started our skate club yes it like is her. but
3: <laughs> things are changing right like i feel yeah. like It is becoming less about the looks for women because we are Mm -hmm. standing up and demanding that people see our worth. Mm. Yes. And it's just, it's so nice to see that because when I think about women, we are just so powerful. Hell Mm -hmm. yeah really powerful i mean we're keeping the population going Yes, (laughs) like we are really powerful and we
0: make human beings we literally
3: do we cook them and ship them out and crazy yeah so Mm. it's and it's just so nice to see that so even letting go of what's gonna happen when we age it's all about do i feel good yeah yeah like yeah my vitality and what am i creating how am i adding to the world, all of those Mm -hmm. things. And I just really hope and we can all help create it. But I really hope that's where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm so fed up of being judged based on how I look. Right. When I know what's going on in my head is the powerful stuff. Like that's why you should want to be my friend. That's why you should, you know,
0: Yeah. No, I love that. And I think for, for anyone listening Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll speak this for myself as well. I think our responsibility is to really check in with ourselves and see how we're feeding the issue. Yeah, You know, see Mm -hmm. how we are a part of the problem instead of being a part of the solution. And Mm -hmm. I think having conversations like this with your girlfriends is a part of the solution because we're, we're bringing awareness to our own Mm -hmm. edges in this Mm -hmm. and our own, you know, insecurities and where we lean in and where we've considered and, and I think it's important that we just get honest about it and stop hiding mm. all of these conversations thinking that nobody else is having them because right. we're all secretly having them in our heads. Yeah. So let's just bring it to the forefront because the minute we can acknowledge it, we can actually move past it and create mm. something better. Mm.
3: Yeah, and and another thing as well, and some of my friends... Do this, and it's really got me doing it too. Like when you see your goddess friends, give them a really yes. heartfelt compliment because how much mm. are they wanting that? I yeah, love that. Oh. Yes, and it and, and it's it feels so, good. It really does. It feels yeah. good to say it, and it and it feels good to receive it. And mm-hmm. one of my friends, she always knows like my biggest issue is my skin. Every single time she sees me, first thing she says, "Oh my god, your skin looks amazing." That's that so that. cute. And no matter how <laughs> I, I no matter that. how I feel, I'm like. Yes. yes right and it's so nice and so mm. I think about whenever I hear any of my friends talking about what they might be fe- feeling self-conscious mm. about I really note it yeah. and I mm. celebrate it because mm. we don't judge our friends for how they look yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's just so nice to do that and that's how we can start being part of the solution just mm. stop being that kind of cheerleader that yeah. your friend might need yeah, yeah. and I, wanna, I want to
0: speak to that too mm. real quick having a child I've recognized this because my child is very handsome he is a yeah, handsome he boy is. and and he gets told all the time how handsome he is. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah. we need to celebrate how curious he is and oh, how uh-huh. brilliant he is and how brave he is. So every single day, I literally have these four wooden things above his diaper changing table that says, be kind, be brave, yes. explore, and be curious. Mm-hmm. And I say that to him every time we change his diaper, and I affirm it because he's always always being told you're so cute mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't know about you guys but if you notice with little girls we're like oh she's so cute she's so beautiful she's so pretty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not you're so brilliant you're so badass mm-hmm. yeah. you're so creative you're so brave like let's start celebrating our friends and ourselves for yeah. those aspects of, of womanhood because we're all of it right we can be beautiful and we can be fucking brave as hell yeah. and courageous and brilliant and changing the way the world works so yeah. I think we really get to be aware of how how we're speaking into ourselves and others as well. And
1: I think all of that is just coming up now. You know, these last, let's say, five years where women are really starting to speak out and not you like try and bring someone else down so they can rise. Yeah. Now I've I'm seeing these communities of women just Mm. sitting here talking to you ladies. I feel so freaking empowered. Mm. You know, so like we're all here to bring each other up. Yes. And I've only personally been seeing that and experiencing Mm. it over these last five years. Yeah. Whereas before it definitely was like competition. Exactly. Yeah. So true.
2: I was just going to echo your point. I think it's really important for us to be aware of, like, yeah, the other the other ways that we can see people and see our friends as well. Because, again, if it's like if we're only being validated on that, then, then it's like, okay, so if I'm not that, then what am I, you yeah. know? So it's yeah. like widening that out. But I think definitely I th- having more of an awareness about how we can actively – acknowledge and validate everyone in our life. Like, Alexi and I went to uh, Maximum Security Prison a couple of days ago. Wow. It was a, so one awesome. of the most powerful experiences ever. We're going to get the, another group together. Yeah, though, so we'll with the organization's called Hustle 2.0. They're amazing. Look them up. Yeah. Um, doing amazing work in these prisons. And we did this exercise where, you know, we just the whole day really was seeing these men and, and being with them. And and the, one of these exercises was really seeing them and acknowledging them. And just you could tell this this like starvation for validation, of for acknowledgement, acknowledgement, for being wow. seen, for being Ugh. accepted, and yeah. it was it was so powerful. But it really reminded me, like, a lot of people, I mean, all of us. Like we we were staring on the way home from the prison. Like we we validate each other often. Like we're pretty high vibing friends, and we have awesome friend groups that like see each other and acknowledge each other. And that's not that's often not the norm. And even us, we could get it more. And like, it's such a beautiful human thing. And many people don't ever get it and they've never got it. And it's like, how can we see people more and acknowledge people more? And just that, that difference that like, even saying to someone, Hey, I love your shoes. I love your jacket. Like it just lights people's faces up. It's so small. And it's like, how could we bring so like, I'm committed to bring so much more of that into my life. Just with people I don't know, like good morning on the street. Like, It makes me feel so happy when some random person says good morning, like, hello. Like, yeah. it's so fun. you
0: like, the world is good. Right? Yes. It's just like
2: that connection and that love and that yeah. seeing, like that genuine seeing. Yeah. And that humanity, I think, is like And I think that's what we're
0: all ultimately after anyway. Of course. Like with yeah. any of the quick fixes that we may do on right. our bodies or our face oh, yeah. or our hair or whatever, it's all because we want to feel more loved and more valued 100%. and more seen 100%. in the world. So I think... Yeah, the more we can be a vessel for that mm-hmm. in everybody's life, whether mm-hmm. it's the barista at Starbucks or oh, yeah. whoever. I just think I know I can be so much better at yeah. that. Like, even especially in my relationship, like acknowledgement mm-hmm. is not easy for me because I didn't grow up in a household of it. Right. But I know my husband loves that. Yep. Like, he's a Leo. He likes he like, be, he liked that a lot. He <laughs> likes to be stroked a little <laughs> bit. Right. He's a lion, and and I. I have had to lean into my discomfort to Mm. say the things I'm thinking all the time. I'm thinking them, Mm -hmm. but it just feels awkward and weird sometimes and like clunky to say it, but I say it anyway. And it's, it's been a practice, but with everybody, but Mm -hmm. especially my husband, I think sometimes those who are closest to us, who know us the most, it's like hard to shift into a new identity. And so that's been like something I'm definitely committed Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: It's powerful. I mean, I think we're all just craving it more and that connection piece. So it's just
1: like, yeah, dropping those walls. I tried to connect with this guy at the airport the other day and he looked so unhappy. You know, these guys that just like check your ID. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He looked like sincerely mad and upset. And so I was like, I was like, how's your day going? He's like, fine. I was like, oh. Love to see you smile. And he just looks at me, gave me the dirtiest look uh, ever. No way. And I was like, Well, you don't look too happy. He's like, I'm like this every day. And oh. I was like, So that when I was like, I felt deflated. I yeah. was like, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then his vibe then wore on to me. And yeah, I was like, at right. least you can't let his vibe get onto you. But what would you have done in that situation?
2: Oh my gosh. I had the best experience at the airport at Austin. I had this guy and he was like, How how was your trip? And I was like, It was amazing because I was so high (laughs) after South by Southwest I was like floating and then he was like you don't hear that every day that's so great and then he's like I'm just gonna put a little smiley face on this little thing and he put a little smiley face on my and I was like thank you and it was just like it was just I guess like my the vibration Mm -hmm. like people are not even used to hearing people say I'm amazing I'm really great like life is really good you know it's like and that that like it's like when someone smiles at you you want to smile back Mm -hmm. like that I don't know what I would have done But when it's the opposite, I was going to say, when it's the opposite, when
1: they're just, like, totally devastated. Like, I really (laughs) wanted to find, like, one magic phrase to say to him to make him smile, and I failed. I I don't think he failed. He probably (laughs) thought about that later and was like...
0: That's a hard thing, like, in the moment. If someone's not available for it. He's in pain or uh, of some sort, maybe not, like, you know, but something's off, right? Mm. And I think... I don't know. I'd love to think that in the moment I would have said something really eloquent. Right. I am yeah, trying I to totally think wouldn't. of like a
1: joke or like. Yeah. I, I think like... I would
0: have. I mean, honestly, like in hindsight, I would say something like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, sorry if I like messed up your day, but I just want to send you love and hope yeah. the rest of your day gets a little bit better. Oh, that would have been. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. But obviously I probably wouldn't have said that. Right. I'd have been like, oh, oh, you could oh, okay. even <laughs> say
3: like when he like stamps and you can tell he's depressed, you can be like. You are killing it. You are yeah. the most efficient person that has, I've worked with today. Thank you so much. Just mm.
0: such a compliment. Yeah,
3: because uh, sometimes people just want to be, like, seen. Yeah. And, and and almost when you say, how are you, they, they might be thinking, oh, she just asked this to everyone. She doesn't care. are yes. like, no, you are a special human, yeah. and I'm asking it to you. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. actually
0: did that at Whole Foods. I asked that question, and I genuinely want to know. So I'm like, how's your day today? And this guy's like, good. I was like, was it just good? I don't know. Nobody's ever asked me that. I'm like, well, think about it. Like, was it good? Was it extraordinary? Was it like, meh? Like, how are you feeling? And like, it opened up this whole conversation. He's like, you know what? everything was really great and then on my lunch break it got better because I got this call from this girl and I was like dope awesome all right sounds like you're in the flow I was like so next time somebody asks you what are you gonna say he's like I'm in the flow
1: (laughs) and how did that make you feel then after that so good I was just like
0: I was like like hopping to the beat of my own drum outside of Whole Foods it's good yeah it (laughs) it does myself
1: it's so little it's
3: so little too and it's so true like when you think about what it, what it looks like when you have a good day like you have a good day you breeze into the office and you say hi to the person at the desk yeah. and you sit down you smile at your team and then you text something amazing to a friend you do all <laughs> these things but then if you're having a bad day you probably skip past all those things you're like oh yeah. let me just get this done oh there's little opportunity drag what your if feet you,
0: into the office yeah mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but what if you just faked it and pretended you were having a good day? So you yeah. still said the chirpy good morning you still did the things mm-hmm. even in your head you're like oh this is i don't feel like this i am so inauthentic right now but hi hi (laughs) but
0: like you could fake it and and it might even make you feel good well so i'm curious about this because like we all have shitty days so what are some of your go-tos that you know you're like oh i'm in that moment uh this Mm. could either go this way or it could go this way what do Mm. you do to get out of those moments and like shift back into to feeling Mm. fierce
3: i do um Alternate nostril breathing I don't know if there's a sexier word than that But it's like my quick fix So basically you take um, Your finger and your thumb And you like use this one Kind of hand to do it So you put your thumb over one nostril If
2: you're watching the video you can watch You put your finger over one
3: nostril (laughs) And then you breathe all the way in And then you breathe all the way out And then you switch You close the other nostril And you breathe all the way in And you breathe all the way out
0: we're all doing it we're all doing it and so I do <laughs> this a few times you're
3: trying to be sly over there yeah so I see <laughs> you to
2: <try> <laughs> well
3: I do this a few times and it is like I call it like my absolute like emergency breakout mm. thing so whether I'm in traffic whether it. I'm going mm. into a meeting whether I feel so for me like when I get anxious I feel these butterflies in my tummy I'm like let's breathe yeah. mm. and it's the quickest way and so if I've got longer I'll do like some more breath exercises but that changes my state right away mm. and, and what it does is actually strengthens the muscle between your legs left and right side of your brain. Mm. So it brings you more into balance. So rather than going and diving into like being super emotional or being super logical, it brings you into balance. And as women we naturally have a stronger um we're better we're better at balancing that mm. we have that stronger uh. muscle tying them together that's how we're really good at like multitasking and yeah. diving in and out of yeah. things mm-hmm. um, but it helps you come back into balance you can actually go and respond from a place which might not be perfect like I'm not saying it's going to cure all the anger yeah. Yeah. like a little, we a feel little it clearer,
0: though. Yeah, it
3: helps <laughs> you go in a little bit clearer so yeah. it's like I do it in traffic all the time or I do it when I'm heading to the office if I need it sometimes I put my windows down the car mm. and it feels really good
0: mm, I, Love I that. take it yeah. alternate nostril breathing I <laughs> breathing. mean I
2: feel like it probably has a cute name
3: <laughs>
0: I was
1: gonna say we need to give it a cute name. Ray right. yeah. and
0: A and B,
2: yeah, and and B. Sexy, <laughs> that's yeah, that was sexier, killing, yeah, that's <laughs> killing the sexy terminology <laughs> game right there. <laughs> for me, I feel like dancing is one of my go tos. Like, like good music in my in my headphones. Like dancing, like moving the energy, shaking it out, like just getting the energy going. Like, obviously, that's not always practical. Um, but for me, if I'm like in a space where I can do that, that's like a go to. If I have to like jump on a call or and I'm just like don't have the energy, that like really like changes my state and gets the energy going but like sometimes you obviously can't do that and sometimes I know that like like you know what actually just today I get to be in this space and not ask myself to do too many things like sometimes that's my thing and it's permission to actually let it be and not push through it because sometimes that actually just wants space to be with and it's like all right you know what today I'm going to go and rest like sometimes it's a signal you know and I think it's knowing when to acknowledge and when to let it have space and Went to tell it to F off and
3: try to, try to push through it, <laughs> right? Good point. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm definitely a music person yeah. as well. Put on some Madonna, some 90s music. 90s. yes. Just, <laughs> yeah, do your jam in front of the mirror. So oh, good. yeah. Um. Recently, actually, I found that doing something nice for somebody else mm. makes me feel very good. Oh yeah. Um, I love so that. So, like, I we had a shoot the other day and I just went around to the entire crew and I was like, would you like a coffee? Would yeah. you like mm. a piece of toast? Because <laughs> it was early, it was breakfast. And so everyone's like, Sure, like right. why yeah. are you asking? I was like, I just want to do something nice for someone, mm, and that. so I ended up like, I was the PA and I was like giving yeah. coffee, and I felt so good afterwards. Mm-hmm. It made me, and I was like, okay, well, I can't sustain this every day because I'm exhausted now, just to get tea for everyone. <laughs> you know. Gotta work now, yeah, <laughs> I know, exactly. But it really did make me feel good, yeah. And so now I'm trying to think, okay, maybe if even if it's just like one little thing here and there, like even if it's just texting someone, yeah. it's just like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I was thinking about you, and you mm-hmm. really. Mean a lot to me. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah, we could just, definitely all do that more. <laughs> yeah, like just but yeah. kind of forcing yourself to give mm. really did help me yeah. bring reality back to like okay, this this emotion that you're going through actually isn't as. Bad as you think it is, yep. yeah. Well, and you make it about
0: somebody else yeah. instead of like because a lot of times I know for myself when I'm in my shit, it's because I'm making it all about me. All right. about and you. I'm yeah. like just in my like me tunnel of hell, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's like spiraling down. Oh, that, that sounds tunnel.
2: scary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, scary me
2: tunnel of hell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I have a little uh, funny weird habit of Venmoing my friends, so I Venmo them five dollars and oh say, gosh, "Go get cute. a matcha latte on me." Oh, oh that's so, so cute. cute. I that. And I just do like so like. On Valentine's Day, so a lot of my friends, I (laughs) yeah, I maybe I don't know. So uh, like on Valentine's Day, I send it out and it just made me feel so great and so cute. Just like once a week, I'll try. It's not every single week, but once Mm. a week, I'm like, who can I Venmo? It's so exciting. And you've got obviously you find their name because they're already in your phone as their phone book, so you just send them saying like get yourself a coffee on me and whether they buy a coffee or not when they get that
2: yeah, they like feel
3: so good and it yeah. might be five dollars it, yeah. m- it doesn't yeah. matter that's like such a nice thing and actually one of our mutual friends victoria she's the one that introduced me to it she Venmoed me randomly So one day she was like go get a matcha latte and i want you to think about how loved you are and i was Aww. like
2: okay i will <laughs> that is so
3: that's sweet. amazing yeah, yeah i love that
0: i love that and mm. i do i love all these suggestions and i i I think I do a bit of all of them. I get to be more intentional about what you said, Lisa, Mm. like really going, wait, let me get out of me and Mm -hmm. go serve. Mm. And I love that idea, like an actual physical representation of that to friends. I think one thing that's really worked wonders for me, and I used to actually have it like printed out and pasted over my door, what magic will I experience today? Mm. And that for me, like for a long time, I was kind of in like a dark time of my life after, you know, dealing with some trauma and like just figuring out how to be with it powerfully and that question really pulled me out because it's like you know what there is magic in the world whether it's magic in a human that I'm going to meet or an experience I'm going to encounter or even something I'm going to create and generate. and I think it just made me so much more intentional about looking for that Mm. instead of looking for all the things that weren't working
1: it's reframing yeah
0: 100 100
2: Uh, I feel like this conversation could go on for absolute days which would be absolutely amazing but we're going to need to wrap this one up so does anyone have any final closing thoughts on anything you want to throw into the space
3: I just I just feel so heard and it's mm. so nice to sit in a space of such empowered women mm. and, and share from such a real place of where yeah. we're at right now and yeah. hopefully for anyone listening it gives you permission to not feel like you have to wait till you're out yeah. of the situation or the journey mm. to, to come back and share your learnings and everything yeah. I taught you because Just sharing when you're in something can be so powerful, Mm. not only for you, but for everyone listening. Um, And yeah, again, if if you hear anything on this show that really... resonates with you please mm. like share that with your audience and tag us so we can yeah. see and we can see kind of the work you're doing that would be amazing yeah i love it. would
2: love that thank you so much lisa for being here with oh, us it was such an honor to have you i yeah. feel
1: so inspired seriously i'm like what can i go do right now <laughs> like, I feel so yes. energized being around you guys mm. seriously It's been an absolute honor. Yay, so magic. And yeah, we
2: just wanted to have epic conversations, like, you know, behind the veil with awesome
0: humans. So we really appreciate you coming
2: and doing that with us. Anytime, yes, Yes. we will let you know. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and we love you guys. Thank you for spending your time with us. We value your time and appreciate it. So hopefully, you gain some beautiful Mm -hmm. insight that will help transform your life. So go out and kick ass. Yes. Much love. All right. I hope you love this special edition episode of BTS. Make sure you share your biggest takeaway from this chat on social media and tag me at Alexi Pano so I can share you with our community and bring you more of this epic content. As always, thank you so much for listening and spending your time with me. I love you and I will see you on the next episode.